he's missing a tooth in the front and yet you and think it, that's hot not, <laughs> yes it's not giving like um hillbilly uneducated vibes it's just giving like unconditional beauty vibes okay i'm like i could be i need to audition to be a thruple not audition that sounds so nasty i need to just apply welcome to too much our podcast about well whatever from issues of the world to topics of lesser grandeur we've got you covered with a little bit too much to say about everything so let's start the show don't point your finger at me little girl you got the right one today michael (laughs) and i have the voice of a bland white person cody (laughs) someone did comment that did they not yes they did or something similar i don't even know if it was a joke or what it was weird yeah someone left that comment under the youtube post and it was like i don't know what you're getting at but i'm not engaging (laughs) right you're not engaging you laughed to be honest, when they said it, I wasn't even sure what they were talking about. I do this thing where if people say something to me and I don't hear them correctly, and I'm not in the mood to like ask for an explanation or to clarify, I'll be like, ha ha ha, okay. Hear them correctly. It was and move written, on. It was written out. But I didn't know what they were talking about and like what the reference was. We talk for over an hour about like 50 different things. Anyways. Spe- I, was like, I wasn't too sh- Speaking of YouTube, you have a super successful video. I know. Call me famous right now. I mean, paparazzis are outside my window. Oh my gosh. Uh, Give them a show. <laughs> I, kn- I mean, for real. Bravo. Put, put up a sheer curtain well, and do the silhouette challenge. You know, I did the silhouette channel- challenge <laughs> the, the other day. And how did that and go? It you was, didn't post it. No, it wasn't for the public. <laughs> oh, damn. I was just trying to see how it would work. Because I always have such a hard time doing TikTok videos i find the Me transitions well. to be so hard i try i find the whole process to be so difficult i see people doing a tiktok and i'm like you know jasmine masters and all stars she's like "Ooh, how you do that that's magic it just looks so amazing to me, and I'm like, how I find do you it very difficult to sync up the music, like because I like to cut on a beat, and I find it so difficult to like move the beat around. On that the was app. giving me a warm time as well because I wanted the beat to hit a certain moment when it turns red, and I was trying to find can they show me the song so I know when at what point in the song goes to that, you know? Beat. Yeah, they won't show you the song till after. I was like, I kept having to go back and forth and taking off a couple seconds here, putting a couple seconds there until it kind of matched. It was a bit annoying. Tell me about it. I'm not uh, of the TikTok generation, I guess. No, I aged out. I'm not a Gen Zer. I am a full-fledged baby boomer at this point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I own that. But yeah, speaking of successful YouTube videos, I posted yesterday last night a video of the drama that happened with rupaul's drag race season 13 untucked episode 5 go look it up it was one of the most entertaining moments we've ever had on rupaul's drag race untucked it it was entertaining but at the same time it was a bit scary because i didn't know if it was going to go to blows but i was like they would never let it get to that point would they they would never they would never let it and you think it actually would have i don't think it would have Candy was the one talking about going to blows, and it looked like it was just all, absolutely all talk. She's one of those girls who runs around the room like, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. Well, girl, the door was is right there. 
if you really yeah, need know. to get out of here you just left. walk out the door you don't need your two friends to come along with you just to leave like just leave she's literally like girls i need to get out of here like they need to come escort her out or something honestly it reminds me of that thing where as a kid I don't know if North American people do this, but as like a Jamaican kid growing up, we would like joke around, like play fight, be like, I'm going to beat you up. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you'll tell your friend, don't, don't like, let me go. Let me go. Let me go get them. Yeah, and then your friend yeah, would let yeah. you go. And then you wouldn't do anything. And you're like, why did you let me go? <laughs> like, I don't really <laughs> want to fight. You need to hold me back. That's it was exactly funny the energy me. it was giving. Absolutely. But Tamisha was about that life, and she was like, you're not going to disrespect me. I, I distinctly remember hearing her say, you're not going to call me bitch that many times. Like, you need to... That's not flying with me. Yeah. And like, also, she's she's like, I still respect you. I just don't enjoy being around you. Like, we're fine. We're in this competition, but like, I'm just not friends with you. I, I know. And she kept saying, like, I'm a pretty girl. I'm a pretty gr- and Tamisha's like, yes, you are beautiful, but mm-hmm. doesn't change I light the, fact up the room. That- I'm a star. It's like, oh man, you're trying to convince yourself just because you're a very insecure person, and being called arrogant triggered you. Probably because it's not the first time she's heard it. Because it's true. Oh, for sure. I mean, the beginning of the entire season, she was calling out her drag mom. And like saying just the foulest shit. She was jealous of me because I was a star. She kept yeah. she keeps saying that. That's like her theme. It, we thought it was just like Kiki TV, like let's be funny and cute. Like we're throwing shade. But, that's like 50% true. No, that's how she feels. That's how she acts. Yeah, that is really her tea. She really thinks that she is the best thing ever and everyone's jealous of her. I never Oof. understand people like that who think everyone's jealous of them. Like, why do you think I, that? And they're trying to convince themselves. But yeah, I did a video on it and it's going viral. In my opinion. Viral. <laughs> in my opinion. It's doing very well compared to the other videos on your channel, which your channel is already doing well compared to other channels that have only been up for six or seven months. So it's really good. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Give me my roses now. <laughs> you could but die well, tomorrow. And I would die knowing that I was a viral sensation. Exactly. <laughs> what have you been watching on TV apart from Drag Race? Oh my gosh, I started watching... Um, what is it called? The the Great Flower Fight or something like that on Netflix? Oh, is this... Anyways, what country HBO is it held Max in? has a new... It's, I think it's British. HBO Max has a new show about flowers. Okay. And in Canada, it comes on a channel that I don't have, which I can probably find it illegally, but I haven't done that yet because support television. I work in that industry and we're dying. But Netflix, coincidentally, at the same, like the same month, also premieres a flower competition show and it's basically like the great british baking show but with flowers so it's like there's no prize money they win best in bloom each week but they're doing these huge like floral creations that take like design and architecture and things like that um i thought it was so good there's this one gay couple okay spoiler alert if you're gonna watch it you're probably not but i like these kind of shows spoiler alert the gay couple ends up winning the whole thing Neither of them are florists. They come to the com- to the competition just as artists. They're both like super hot in this like grungy artist sort of way. Like oh, one yeah. guy has like that kind of like oily bedhead hair that you just like. It's kind of like always tousled, but always kind of looks good. He's missing a tooth in the front, and yet you and think it, that's hot. Not, 
Yes, it's not giving like um, hillbilly uneducated vibes. It's just giving like unconditional beauty vibes. Okay. I'm like, I could be, I need to audition to be a thruple. Not audition. That sounds so nasty. I need to just apply. To be a part of their relationship. That's gross. Yes, one of them's Canadian. The the other guy's Canadian who I think is a little bit Asian, I think. One guy's white. I think the other guy's Asian. Um but they're just so cute together. And you know how sometimes like artists, especially gay artists, are super pretentious? Mm-hmm. They didn't give that vibe at all. Like sweetest guys, they were nice to everyone else in the competition. Super talented, but like aren't super cocky. I was here for it. I was like congratulations on winning. Um, call me later. Wow. You are into the white guy with the missing front tooth and the oily hair. Work. I never even thought I would say I was into the white guy. So it's been the shocking journey for me. The watching those eight episodes was quite the sexual awakening. Late in life. I've had so many at this point. God help us all. I have not been watching much on TV this week. I've been very occupied. We've been posting a lot of videos i have not been getting a lot of sleep but when i did watch tv it's not by choice, by choice. i'm shooting videos late at night and i already have this insomnia uh-huh. thing going on uh i've been watching shadow hunters it's an old show it's on netflix i'm just re-watching because i missed a few seasons but that's that mm. yeah i mean back that's to it? drag race drag race uk was like pissing me off last week that's another thing oh Estina man Mandela. home again Astina, we lost another. I will call her front runner because she was basically in everybody's. Yeah, I thought she was four. going to be in the top four. I thought Cherry Valentine would have won. And it's just been nonstop, like, yeah, it's been nonstop, just like heavy hitters. I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of Joe Black, but from what I've gathered from the ladies, she's kind of an icon in the community, and people thought that she would at least do decent on the show because she's such right. a like quote unquote legend. First week, Joe Black's gone. Second week. Cherry Valentine was my winner. Cherry Valentine, I honestly thought, yeah, was going to win the whole show. And now Estina Mandela. What? Now Estina Mandela's gone. I thought she was also a front runner. But the thing is, I liked her looks. I also thought she was going to be a front runner because I thought she was going to really turn it. And she doesn't really turn it. I don't know what she would have done in the singing and dancing competition because she came in like, I'm the dancer, I'm the real dancer. Other girls claim they're dancers. But, like, I actually am a professional dancer, which she is. I've seen her do backup, um, like, backup dance for lots of artists. But then when she was in the bottom and she had to lip sync for her life, chaos. Just chaos. It was not cute. No. Yeah, that lip sync, she deserved to go home for it. But, yeah. You know when the girls are just, like, reaching? They're just reaching for something? Like, it felt a little bit desperate. Oh, it was definitely desperate. Did your mind just go blank and you forgot all of the moves? And it's funny because I told you I saw that video of her on Instagram, like jumping from one story of a club to the story below, doing the splits. And a whole stripper Where was pole. that energy? Yeah. She started the lip sync doing like a windmill kick. That was the beginning of the end. Uh, the beginning and the end, everything else was just filler. It was disappointing to watch. It was sad. Right now, I don't know who's going to win. Hell, sister, sister could win. Hopefully not. <laughs> No shade to sister, sister. Uh, that's it for what we've been up to, right? Nothing new. That's it.
All right, let's get into a few things from the timeline this week. The first thing I want to mention is there was an Ontario college that posted a job application looking for a shirtless man. They posted it on Indeed, apparently, and the college was looking for somebody who could produce and record YouTube videos with a group of people. They were looking for a male media producer, that's a quote, who could create entertaining situations. That is another quote. They said, apply with a shirtless, short video presenting yourself and the talents you can add. Doesn't that sound nasty? It sounds very... Why? That's just so... No, that's weird. That's weird. Well, the college retweeted or replied to the tweet because somebody screenshotted it and posted it on Twitter. And they, the college replied and said, we can confirm that this job posting did not originate from Durham College and is not legitimate. We're investigating its origin and working with LinkedIn to rectify the situation and remove the post. Okay, well, at least... Do you think they're lying? I don't think so, because it would be a very bold statement to say, we don't know about it, let's get LinkedIn's name involved. Because LinkedIn would have been like, yeah, there's no fraud or fake profiles being created here. This is coming directly from this email address that's linked to the college. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what if it was just like a rogue employee who wanted to pull some foolishness? Yeah. Maybe it's a computer hacker. Maybe it could be some students. For like a low-key joke. Yeah, that's definitely weird. When you said shirtless guy, I was like, uh, for YouTube content? Okay, that's a, lo- a lot. Yeah, like your your producer needs to be shirtless. Okay. I mean, it would be it would create entertaining situations. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind if I had a producer that was shirtless all the time. Something to look at. (laughs) Nasty. Uh, Here's my story. This wife stabs her husband after finding images of him with another woman. Now. Makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) But here's where it gets interesting. It says, a Mexican woman has been arrested for viciously stabbing her husband in a jealous rage after she discovered images of him having sex with a younger woman on his phone. To make matters worse... He ran into my knife ten times. I know, very Chicago. To make matters worse, the images turned out to be her when she was younger. What? I know. No. So he was probably just looking at old sex tapes of them. No. First of all... How do you not recognize your young body? I know. How do you not recognize that? When I'm old, it's probably all I'm going to think about. <laughs> but then you stab him before even realizing. That's, you, you know she has crazy jealousy issues when she just saw a picture and didn't even, hey. didn't even look at it long enough to realize it was her. And then how sweet is it that he has pictures of them doing it from back in the day on his phone? Yeah. Instead of just saving some Instagram thought. And reliving his little fantasy, remembering how hot his wife was. Then comes in this oh, raging bitch, die? stabbing him. The fuck? Did he, he die? did not say if he died. Uh, I don't think he died. It didn't say he. W- the, the stab wounds were fatal. But she was arrested. Okay, good. She looks like she's in her well, like you kind of 40s, 50s. But it's like, girl. Jeez. Girl. Now... That is so crazy. (laughs) My other story is of this very, very special young man. Uh, A man transformed himself into a black alien by cutting off his top lip and nose. What do you mean a black alien? Oh, his entire body is like tattooed black. 
Oh, he cut off his nose? Mm-hmm. Like he chopped off a big chunk so of it. So it's flat there? It's, it's, I mean, there's a little bit of a bridge, but you don't have the tip or anything. It's very mutilated looking. It's just two slits in his face like Voldemort. Yeah, he's giving very Voldemort. And the, the top lift. And cut off his top lip. Yeah, he cut it off to the point where it looks a little cleft. And it's just... How does he even function? Let me see if I can show you a picture of him. You're going to freak. That looks like... It looks like he's been through like a... Like burned. Yeah. But my thing is... Isn't your mouth going to be all dry all the time now? <laughs> I mean... How does that even I work? I don't even think it's going to be dry because the skin on top of your lip, like... The skin between your lip and your nose, it doesn't get dry, really, does it? And so you have no lips. It's just that No, but skin. in your mouth. If your mouth is... If your teeth... If your front teeth are always exposed, yeah. they're going to dry out. Probably. So he's going to probably have dry mouth a lot. Well, not like dry out, but it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be so uncomfortable. His eyes, the, the white parts of his eyes have been um, done black, which I've seen people do before. He, yeah, that's so dangerous. He has metal things pierced in his forehead. And he also has implants under the skin to make it look like, you know, some weird... Oh, it's just a lot. A lot. Would you ever get a piercing? No, I'm afraid of needles. I do not go get injections for fun. Worst of all, get impaled for fun. fun. No. But not even like just like regular earlobe piercings? No, thank you. Or like a nose piercing? It's like a little, just like cute little stud? I, I won't say never, but it's not in the foreseeable future for me. I'm not someone that's looking to get piercings anywhere on my body or a tattoo. Boring. I know. I am very boring. I have a saying that the same way the Lord put me here, the same way he's going to take me back. Clean. <laughs> Clean. Clean. Okay. <laughs> Clean. He likes to think. He likes to think. He knows. So you guys have been listening to the podcast. Thank you. But if the too much podcast isn't enough, there's a whole lot more content on Michael's YouTube. Yeah, I post like every single week and I have literally too much going on over there. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and please drop a comment and tell us what you thought or what you'd like to see Michael do next. Bye. Oh, no. Back to the show. So today's topic is gender which is like a really hot button issue these days. Um, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because we just saw... So recently, Elliot Page came out as a transgender man, which congratulations, living in your truth, absolutely. But then was it about a week ago, this article came out that said um, him and his wife... I'm trying not to misgender anyone here. Him and his wife are filing for divorce. I think they've been married for about three years. And right. that got me thinking about all these couples that, you know, now that, you know, gender, what do they call it? Gender reassignment surgery. I think people call it, oh, gender confirmation surgery. Um, now that that's oh, well, becoming, It was called reassignment back in the day, I guess. Because that's I think what I remember it's, it it's as. more respectful to call it confirmation surgery. Um, okay. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, now that these surgeries are becoming more more popular and more people are transitioning, it kind of puts some couples in a sticky situation. And so that got me thinking, like, what if you're with somebody and they they are the gender that you are sexually attracted to and then they want to transition to a different gender, 
what's what do you what do you do obviously you love them as a person but what if you're not sexually attracted to their new body or gender expression does that make you shallow no i don't no it doesn't make you shallow it makes you honest with yourself if i'm dating someone and they are gender a and they've come to the realization that they are really more gender b or gender c or e d f g down to z whichever one they want to be and i'm only attracted to a and a is what i want to be with I, no matter how much I love you, in that moment, you just have to say, you know what? I care for you. But because in Elliot's specific situation, she was before now. Elliot's now he. That's his pronoun, he, him. But before he made this announcement, it was she, her. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she was with a woman and they were in a lesbian relationship. Yes. So they as far both as we were know, yeah. very comfortable. Yeah, as far as we know, both very comfortable with the female bodies and eating vaginas and scissoring and doing what they do. And now Elliot has transitioned to him and the wife is probably not attracted to him. She is still attracted to hers. So it's like, why should she stay with somebody that she's no longer compatible with. That's what I'm thinking. And I just want to say, we're just using their um, relationship as a case study. And it just, when I saw their divorce announcement, it just made me think this, but they haven't said anything that this is anything to do with their divorce. So I just want to say that. But I think if I was with somebody who transitioned, transitioned, transitioned to the (laughs) other, to another gender, I think I mean, I've been with both genders, so I think I would be fine with it. But it's there's some people who are very, like, no, I don't, I have no attraction to the other gender. So I feel like that would be really right. hard for them. And I feel like it's fair to say, you know, I love you and live in your truth, but I can't, I just can't do this. For sure, for sure. So you're saying if you were with a male today, and the male wanted to transition to female, you would be totally fine, vice versa. What, I'm not saying I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Obviously, it would be, I'd probably have to deal with my own internal like transphobia and I'm a super self-conscious person and I care what people think, so then I'm gonna be, you know, it's gonna make me uncomfortable like the way the world looks at you and the way the world treats you and what people will think of me. Like, I will fully say that that will all affect me, absolutely. So there's that. And then then there's that whole, like, in-between section where you're you're transitioning. You know what I mean? Well, where you still look like your old self, but you're acting like your new self. Yeah, so there's that that kind of in-between period where I don't think I would be the most comfortable, but that is just part of the journey that you have to accept when you're going through this sort of thing right but the long story short of it is that you would find a way to make it work i think that i would i like to think that i would because i am sexually attracted to men and women so it's that it would be okay to date either of them um but it would definitely be a new situation that's for damn sure (laughs) would it be a deal breaker for you uh 
I would need to sleep on it. <laughs> yeah. Let, well, like yourself, I am attracted to females and males, but at the same time, if I'm being with one at the... T- I don't know. I really don't know how I would deal with it. it. The situation would have to happen to me, and then I'll see how I feel. Because it only it doesn't only depend on am I going to be sexually attracted with you after you transition. If like that's not even the biggest part. It's like, do I want to be with you if you change into somebody else? I don't know. I was just gonna say that's a whole other thing because it's like um, people's personalities are going to change. Yeah. And so if you, you know, start living as a different gender, you might be a com- you a completely different person. But you might be very different. Like say you I were don't... say you were like um a man and you were super masculine and then you become Yeah, okay. So say I'm with a man and he's super masculine. He transitions to a woman and he's still a masculine woman. That wouldn't, like, I don't think that would vibe with me. Or say you were with a feminine guy, and then he becomes, I don't even know, I lost my train of thought. Say, okay, say you're with a feminine girl, transitions to a guy, and now he's a feminine guy. But you're not into feminine guys. You're Mm -hmm. into girly girls, but you're not necessarily into girly guys. So then it's like you're kind of a different person and like our our chemistry is is a lot different than what it once was right that is something specific i do feel like i don't know anyone personally who has transitioned but thinking of myself and putting myself in that shoe if i wasn't me being the male that i am right now and the way i operate in my personality type if i were to become a girl or something else i feel like the the essence of me would change i think so too and you are physically taking hormones so something about you is going to change yeah whether your personality changes drastically that there's going to be a difference for sure you know what so there's another story i learned of just the other day this housewife real housewife of orange county i forget her Mm -hmm. name she's been married to her husband for like 20 years they have like a shitload of kids and they're very wealthy i mean they're housewives and after 20 years she goes to her husband and say i'm attracted to women and she gets a whole girlfriend and it's like this is a new situation like now they have like a polygamy sort of situation that's it and the husband is very obviously uncomfortable with it but he's like whatever makes my wife happy i'm just trying to learn and trying to figure out how to make this work for our family and the kids i know that's huge of him (laughs) there's so many kids and their ages range from like preteen teen to like toddlers the older ones are like we do not like this because right now it's making us uncomfortable our family dynamic is changing if you're going to divorce just divorce but you and mom being together and her having a girlfriend on the side this is really uncomfortable and then when mom and when mom goes away to to have 
fun time with the girlfriend and leaves the kids and the dad. And mom comes back home. The housekeeper is like, by the way, there's a woman sleeping in your side of the bed when you were gone. And I'm like, I don't blame the man for bringing somebody else in. And I guess he's probably not really hiding it. He's just like, I'm not going to do it in front of you. Like, have it. I don't know. But I, well, that, he, these he situations. Pro- he may not have been. Do- he probably wasn't doing it when she wasn't going off with somebody else right oh yeah he wasn't doing it then because she would have found out because the housekeeper was like quick to tell her right away <laughs> so it's like but if that's he the was thing cheating, it's like it, you're going off with this girlfriend so now i also have a girlfriend right everyone is saying they should just get a divorce because it is weird you obviously don't have that same attraction for your husband you were just doing it because you wanted to keep your family dynamic alive and now you've decided to come out and be with a woman. Go and be happy that, with a woman. That's why she's still with her because she just wants to keep the family dynamic alive. Like she still wants to have that traditional nuclear family, um, and then live her life that you know is now more acceptable to live. I guess. Yeah, I if I were in their situation, I would divorce. Just get it over with. Mm. We can still be How friends you- and co-parent. How do you feel about um, people doing gender-neutral terms? I've been that way forever, if you remember. And if I do you're remember. listening to this and you've known me for a while, I've always done this. And it wasn't necessarily to make anyone comfortable, because a lot of people were uncomfortable when I would talk like this. If I'm talking about somebody, I would never say he or she. I would always say they or them. And I remember for years, people would be like, this is so annoying. Why are you talking in the third person? And why are you saying they and them? How many people are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm talking about the one person, you know. like, But it's always been mostly because I'm so private. And I, even if I'm telling you something, I will tell you without giving you any information that I feel like you don't need to know. And so I've been saying that forever, and so it's not hard for me to transition to saying it for the purposes of non-binary persons. People. People. Non-binary, non-binary people. I don't... Um, my thing is, I, I understand, you know, transgender and transitioning to the other gender. It's harder for me to wrap my head around... Well, because, like, transgender people are actually transitioning to a different sex or most uh, like a lot of them are how about we define some things uh gender versus sex i'm just saying i'm sorry he's rolling his eyes at me because you always want to like google some definition that you don't have ready i have it in front of me all right calm down Uh, what's your definition Either of the two sexes, male or female, especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences, rather than biological ones. And obviously, you know, that gender has um, evolved into not just male and female, but non-binary as well. Or gender non-conforming, it's synonymous with non-binary. It's like, I'm not one or the other. These are the two main ones I fall in between in that gray space. So I'm non-binary or non-conforming. While sex is obviously, you know, the parts you were born with. Right. 
So gender is how you identify yourself and sex is your sexual organs. Uh, now, what you were you saying about the transgender? I just wanted people to have as much knowledge as possible so that they can follow the conversation and form their own opinions. So anyways, I understand people transitioning from one sex to the other. I don't as much understand people who um, want to identify with a different gender than what they were assigned at birth, if that makes sense. So you're basically because saying like, that... Okay, go ahead. Some Nowadays, people are like, well, I don't necessarily feel like a boy, so I identify as a girl and use, you know, female pronouns. Yeah. But I'm like, what's the point? You're just... Like, you're still living within this gendered system world that somebody created. And you're just, like, dancing in around there. I I understand non-binary more than than those people. I don't even understand non-binary. Just get rid of genders. <laughs> A lot of people say, oh, we hate titles and... um whatever but i personally think they are necessary but people say i hate titles but i identify as a girl <laughs> i know oh boy it's complicated it's complicated uh so one i think titles and labels are necessary to identify what is what because then we're all just one thing and even though we want to be one human race, we are. We're just human beings and we feel different things and all of that. But I feel like it's necessary to categorize things because some things need to have their own thing. If that makes sense yeah, to you. Yeah, I agree. Now, where it yeah, comes to people identifying as different genders than the, what they were born as or society would classify them as. So... Let's, let's use me as an example. I was born a male. That's my sex. I was born with male genitalia, and society classifies me as a male for my gender. Now, if I said I identify more as a female gender-wise, but yet I still want to keep this male form that I was born in, then it becomes a bit confusing for people like yourself. That's what you're saying, right? Well, I don't... It's not that it's confusing because it's like, whatever. If you confuse people, that's fine. But I would rather... If you're a man and you're a feminine man... Just why don't be you that. Just be a feminine man and expand the definition of what it means to be a man from being something Ugh, so narrow. I agree so much. Because I Instead of just jumping over into a different narrow gender. It's I, like, oh, I'm kind of feminine, so I'm a girl. It's like, why can't you just be you? I have a friend that I've known for many years, and he's a very traditionalist person. And we've had multiple debates about what it means to be a man. And he was like, a man doesn't do this, and a man doesn't do that, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, give me all of your definitions for what a man should be and he was listing them and listing them and i said where do i fit in in everything you just listed 
strength, taking responsibility, providing for people, all these things that you mentioned. I'm like, I check every box and then some. But yet I do not act like the stereotypical quote-unquote man who has that toxic masculinity trait about them. So mm, I'm like, yeah. you can be a man without walking with a dip or with that type of energy all the time. Like, yo, bro, yo, bro. You don't need to be do all that to be a man. So, in my opinion, as you stated earlier, we'd it would be easier for me to understand because <laughs> I don't identify with a lot of these things. So we're just like trying to have a conversation here. I wish I had someone to talk to that was gender nonconforming or they were uh, someone who transitioned from one gender to the next so they could give me their take. We don't have that person available or anyone like that available. If you are and you'd like to talk to us about it, hit us up in our DMs, send us a comment, whatever. We'll have a part two to this so we can get your insight. We'd love that. But if you are a man with the sexual organs of a man and you feel more feminine, just be a feminine man. Because when you say, when you look like a man, you have the parts of a man and you say you are a woman, or you you are you're a female gender then it's like you are still living in this construct of a man and this body of a man but yet you say mentally you're a female is it not just possible yeah. that you are a really feminine man well i think that you should just be a really feminine man and then it helps break down these gender rules yeah for sure like because gen gender is something society made up I mean, it's it's based on, you know, hormones and stereotypes and the way people traditionally acted as the male and female sex. But now that people of the male and female sex, like based on their sexual organs, are acting differently, people should just get rid of genders. Nothing should be male or female except for sexual organs. That's what I think. Yeah. And then I think you help out, you help out future generations more that way than you know just i feel very feminine i feel like a, a woman and that's why i like, well, it, relate so much more to um people that are non-binary i relate to them heavily because that's the same concept we're talking about uh yeah because it's just like throw throw it all the way like to just throw away the rules it's fine right but i prefer i prefer i mean prefer i'm just saying my opinion it's, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I prefer gender non-binary people who um, are fine being called either. Right. I don't like when it's like you say he and then they're like they. And it's like, what does it really matter? Like, it's just it's just words. Like, you know how RuPaul is like, I don't care if you call me man, woman. He's like, you can that. call like, me he, she or me. Kathy Lee. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, like what's what's really the big deal? But I'm just talking about from my perspective. Obviously, I'm not in that situation, um, so you know maybe it uh, it obviously really makes people feel a certain way to be addressed a certain way, and we should address people the way they want to be addressed. And I try to, but I'm just saying in a perfect world, wouldn't you just be able to call anyone anything or refer to us all as they? 
in the in a perfect world, yes, because you cannot look at someone walking down the street and know what the hell their pronoun is. So, if we want to be addressed how we want to be addressed, then we just have to choose one pronoun for everybody. They them. Yeah, but then it's it's kind of like you need to describe people sometimes. You do, and that's why the labels but- are sometimes important. Because it's like if so, I remember listening to a, a, a police recording, and there the white guy was like. Oh yeah, and the police was like, "Can you describe the per- the person?" And it's like, um, um, and he was going around the world and back. He was so afraid to say he was a black guy mm-hmm. because it's like you need labels to identify people and identify things. It's it's necessary. You just do your best guess based on what based on what they're presenting. You do your best guess, and if somebody, I think. That if somebody misgenders you, you just correct them. And then go from there, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you get angry the first time, it's like, how was I supposed to know when you're presenting? You know, I don't know how you identify. I only know the way you present. Speaking of that, I did do a poll on my Instagram. I got a lot of interesting feedback. Uh, I asked people who followed me, Hey, do you mind telling me? I want to get to know you a little bit more. What is your, you know, gender identity? And a lot of people didn't take it seriously, <laughs> but the, some did, <laughs> and some people were like, "Okay, to be honest, it's whatever." You can. It's like how I'm dressing in the day. So if I'm putting on something that's very flamboyant and girly, then if you call me he, um, her, she, I will answer to it. If I'm dressed really masculine that day he him i'm good with that but it doesn't bother me either way and i spoke with someone that wears a lot of uh wigs and they dress very androgynously and i really wanted to pick their brain because i didn't know what exactly they identified as and i was curious and they're like i'm still really trying to figure it out but for right now whatever you call me i'll answer it's it doesn't bother me and i'm not hung up on it yeah i used to follow this um i guess influencer or whatever on instagram and it was a guy and he had long curly hair and he used to always get mad when he was like out at restaurants and like the waitress would say oh and what will the young lady have or so or like (laughs) anyone would assume he was a girl out in public and he'd be like i'm a guy blah blah blah. why the hell do they it's like you have really long hair. That's what you're presenting. You're as. dressed in like tight clothing. They see like sometimes they only see you from a profile. Even if they see you straight on, you're kind of pretty. You kind of look like a girl. What is the big deal if somebody says you're a girl? If I was in his situation, it's just a waitress. Like I'm not dating you. You don't even need to know my gender. Like I would just answer the question like it was whatever. I don't really. Growing care. up, I was very close in age with my younger sister, and we both looked alike. And whenever my dad would bring us out and people would see us for the first time, people would literally be like, oh, my God, your daughters are so cute because I had very long hair. And my dad would literally just (laughs) laugh and be like, oh, this is my youngest daughter and that's my son. It was like not even a big deal. That's so funny. And as a kid, I didn't care. I was just like, thanks for the attention. (laughs) Oh, no. Do you remember when we first met and I used to call you sis sometimes and you didn't like it? Yeah. I'd be like... What's that about? Let's unpack that. Yeah, we can unpack it. I'm always open for a conversation. Uh, so I do, don't have that many 
friends in the LGBTQ community. And I don't talk to a lot of people that use those slangs. Like sis, sus, girl, like all of that. I don't talk to a lot of people who talk like that. So hearing it used to be a, to, to address me was kind of weird. I'm like, I'm not familiar with this lingo. It feels awkward. I don't identify as a girl. So it felt like you're misgendering me. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> but now it's like if you say sis or girl or whatever, it doesn't. I don't even think twice about it. I know you've gotten so used to it. And I feel now that you've gotten used to it, now I say it all the time. Yeah. I didn't really used to say it. And now it's just caught on. But you know, I I talked to you about this the other day. Sometimes I feel bad when I say sis or girl because sometimes I feel like I'm using it in a situation where I'm like implying that the person I'm talking about is weak. Yeah. And then I think I'm being misogynistic, like internally misogynistic. It is a little. Because if it's like if something ha- yeah, if some they do something stupid, I'm like girl, and it's like okay, why wouldn't I say like boy? Like boys are stupid too. Mm-hmm. It's very that. So that's that. I'm kind of like iffy about that. I'm trying to like cut because that out just because I feel like it's, what I always it's thought, misogynistic. And the world is so misogynistic. What I always thought before I met you and you started using those terms around me, when I would hear people say it, it was always in the context of speaking about a feminine male. Oh, that's sus over there. Or that's sister. Or that's sis. It's always in the context of he is a very effeminate male or a bottom or something like that in the gay community. Implying, again, feminine features are weak or lesser than or whatever. Yeah. So I do get that. And it is misogynistic. But it's become a lot of gay terminology is freaking misogynistic and rooted in heterosexual things. It's it is what it is. I mean, I I think the idea is to be like that's my sis because sometimes like cis like girlfriends like women have like a more like intimate and emotional bond so it's like yeah that's my sister instead of saying like that's my brother like my brother's just like well whatever that's my bro yeah so i think that's where it is but yeah sometimes it comes off misogynistic but that's another thing that like even in the gay community like tops and bottoms seem to get gendered and the ones the bottoms who get gendered female are like seen as like weaker or lesser than yep or even less desirable even though it takes two to party i never understood in the gay community i mean we're, we always go off topic so get used to it if you're new to the channel <laughs> this is not new um it always boggled my mind in the gay community because it's not like anyways people would be like oh he's a bottom or whatever and i'm like why are you guys ragging on bottoms can you do what they do like they do a lot and if you didn't have them as a top, then who would you be making love to? Another top uh, doing what? Sword fighting? It just, it doesn't make any sense. It's, there's something really sick about humans where they need to have somebody else to be below them. Yeah. And it's really It's gross. like, even if you're in the gay community and you feel like the straight community is like above you, then you need to put somebody else down. You're putting the bottoms down or you're putting the trans people down. You know what I mean? Right. Somebody always wants to push somebody else down to, I guess, prop them up. It's really sad. Messed up, man. And it's always like, which one's the girl? Or this, the top has to be extremely masculine. Because a lot of them are like, I don't want a feminine top. 
like they can't top me he's a girl or um the bottom has to be very femme in their behaviors because if it's like a you know actually they want the bottoms to be very masculine and they want the tops to be very masculine so they don't want any feminine men at all in the gay community yeah. so if you're an effeminate man and you're top you're like at the bottom of the food chain and if you're effeminate and the bottom bitch you don't even exist to us you're like plankton. Which is crazy because there's so many gay men who extremely are... Extremely feminine. Like, <laughs> extremely feminine or at least kind of feminine or things along those lines. So it's like most of us have a little bit of something, but we're all trying to, like, be with somebody masculine. And it's like this elusive, like, masculine gay. I mean, I guess it's because you're attracted to men and there's, like, men are, like, stereotypically masculine. And, like, you grow up around straight men, so it's, like, that's how you associate masculinity. That you end up in this, like, vicious circle of just, like, being in a straight relationship. Yeah, it's sad. And if you want your... if And people who do want their, like, bottom to be so feminine, it's, like, what was wrong with women? <laughs> you see, the thing is... That's probably a controversial statement, but it's, like... They want a feminine you know I mean? person because they want to feel dominance over their sexual partner misogyny yeah, at its finest the world hates women it always goes back right to that <laughs> honestly every time when i think about anything it's like yeah because the world hates women when you Absolutely. think about like and that is back on the topic of gender so you're welcome <laughs> uh, thank you cody um so i want to read a statement by a person well, what's her name bimini bonbula she is a con- by who? bimini She's a oh, contestant Bimini. on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. She is a out and proud non-binary person. She says, as humans, we are so complex that having a binary to fit everyone into it, whether it's just male or female, just doesn't make sense when there's 7 billion people in the world. Now, she had a lot more to say because this was a whole piece she did for Queerdom, but mm-hmm. that's one of the quotes I took away from it. And I agree with this so much. I was having a conversation with you maybe a week ago or a few days, and I was like, I really relate to non-binary people because I am, in my own opinion, I am a masculine male. I'm not running around flipping and doing very effeminate things. I do consider myself masculine. However, there are multiple facets to me as a human being. If one day I want to be extremely feminine, I should be allowed to do that without repercussion. And that's why oh, I feel like yeah. non-binary is like the way to go for most people. Because every man has an inner femininity in them. You know what I mean? No matter how masculine they are, they have that little thing inside of them, that little twitch in the booty, that little sugar in the tank, that at the end of the day, they can still flip a switch and be really vulnerable and really girly. And there's nothing wrong with it. But society has just made it so impossible. Which is fine. Which is fine. That's why you see like those those guys twerking in like um, the dressing room. Yeah. And stuff like that. And everybody likes it's their pendulum swings from side to side here and there. No big deal. Exactly. So I feel like in the perfect society that we're trying to build and get to, eventually everyone's gonna just be non binary. And brown. Oh yeah. Because we're having so many interracial um, relationships these days. Just a bunch of brown, non-binary people running Can't around. Can't wait to see it. Well, I probably won't be alive to see it, but I'll be looking down on it like, yep, 
I was a part of that conversation. I did that. I was a part of that conversation. <laughs> I made that happen. Uh, not really made it happen, but I did live my life in a way that was conducive for people to be comfortable in their own skin. You're welcome. Exactly. Exactly. We're going to have to come up with um, more gender-neutral terms. You heard the term nibbling? Nibbling? No, I have not. What does that mean? Nibbling is a, is a gender-neutral niece or nephew. Um, I could do without that. <laughs> I'm sorry. But then what are you supposed to call them? It makes more sense for it to be like your brother or sister. No, it's sibling. That's okay. So that's what it is. If it's your brother or sister, the gender neutral term is sibling. If it's your niece or nephew, the gender neutral term that people I think have come up with in the past few years, I don't think it was used before that, is nibbling. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Maybe it's a name that's not like catchy enough for me. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I mean, it's kind of weird because it makes you think of like niblets yeah, or something. Yeah. If someone was like, oh, have you spoken to but, your nibbling um, recently? I'd be like, what? No. But when you think about sib, when you think about sibling, it makes sense. Mm. It's just it's just adding the n from niece or nephew right on there. It's perfect. I don't know. I'm gonna. I think I need to go back to the drawing board with that one. I'm gonna have to come up with something better. I don't like how that sounds. <sighs> what? If, what about? Do you like the whole MX thing instead of Mister and Mrs.? I saw that. I, when did I see this? I saw this yesterday. I was looking at a poster. And they had like a drag competition and it was a drag queen competition, a drag king competition. And then there was another competition that I assumed is about drag. But instead of Mr. or Miss, they put MX. So I was like, is this like a gender neutral drag thing? I don't know. Um, Which I love. It looks sickening. Yeah, it looks fine. Um, I just don't know how you pronounce yeah, it. Mix. Mr. Miss and Mix. But it doesn't flow. Presenting to the stage. Mr. Cody. Mick, mix, mix Cody. <laughs> I mean, you are mixed. <laughs> uh, but It's weird. Again, it's all about branding. Because you can come up with anything you want. But if it's not branded right, it doesn't stick and no one cares. So I like the yeah, idea exactly. of it. But I heard the, I've heard the MX years ago. It just hasn't really caught on. But I also think that people don't really use Mr. and Mrs. as much as they do, other than when, like, the bank sends you an email. True. The la when I was going to school back in the, the hey, all the way back then when floppy disks were a thing, uh, mm. when, you, when they were teaching you how to write letters, it would always be like, ma'am, sir, Mr., miss, like, all of that. But now nobody even does that. It's just like, Barbara, John... Topanga, like whatever your name is. The world, the world is very, the world is very casual, which I like because it's like, I don't, I don't need somebody to call me Mister to to feel respected by them. Just respect me. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Or, and call me by my name. That's our generation name. doesn't need that type of hierarchy to feel good about ourselves for sure. Amen. Love but that. yeah, mix is an interesting term. It needs a little work with the branding, but. I, I can get behind it. And X is X is just the that's the letter, just like Latin X. Right, because that's when it came about. In my opinion, that's when I first saw it and paid attention to it. When you people are like, "I'm not Latino, I'm not Latina, just say Latinx for everybody," or whatever, because it's misogynistic but to it, say Latinos to a group of people that encompasses women and men. 
That's what I was just going to say. You, They were by default applying the masculine term just always. Right. So that's cool. Latinx. Uh, yeah. I'm here for it. Anyways, I think we had a good chat about gender today. I think we learned some things. If you have more to share, put that in the comment section. If you identify as a cis man, cis woman, gender non-conforming, non-binary, uh, born a male, but uh, you, your, your gender identity is female, whatever the case is, if you want to talk to us about your experience, like hit us up. Let us know what's goody. Hey, what's goody?